Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. This is the Holy Hour of Power. We're two Catholics with PhDs in common sense. I am the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of our Lady. I'm in an undisclosed bunker here in the state of Illinois doing a parish mission all week. I'll be back uh, on the saddle next Monday. Terry, are you 10-8? But I, I always get so pumped up uh, when I see you out on the road, man. You're uh, you're, you're, you're fired up. I just got some big news for us that Virgin Most Powerful Radio will be at a rosary rally for priests on the 28th of May with 20,000 people with Father Don Calloway. They asked me to speak there, and you can imagine how many cards I'm going to print up so all 20,000 people get cards for Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Every time, folks, Jesse goes hit and hits the roads, which he does all the time, this is where we get new listeners for our network because people go, hey, Jess, wow, oh, I was wondering where you went. I get that all the time. So it's important that Jess does that. But today's show is special, Joe, Jesse, because you know, another big thing that just happened, um, Bishop Strickland's on our network. He's the most outspoken Catholic bishop in the country. By and far. Yeah, LifeSite News just said Catholic prelate who teach error are revolting against reality. Bishop Strickland said that on his show for Tuesday. And he quotes another virgin, most powerful radio host, Gary Machuda, on his book, Revolt Against Reality. He says, you guys got to get this book. Here's what I'm trying to say, Jess. We have birds of the feather flocking together. Strickland is in the news every week, and it's because of virgin, most powerful radio. So thank you, folks, for your support. But today we're going to cover some things that show that our country's not happy, right, the political uh, arena right now. 76% of people disapprove of the Democratic-controlled Congress. That's not surprising with what's happening compared to two years ago when we had the greatest economy and we had a, a, a president who was defending life in the womb. Jesse picked this one out, Seven Deadly Sins. What an appropriate topic for the week, right before the week that changed the world here during Lent. This is a good article. And then we also have... Uh, Another expose from Catholic Vote. Those folks are really good. They deserve your support. They have an article about, yeah, they are. What he values, President uh, Biden, a pro-life analysis of Biden's budget. It's horrendous. It's horrible. And you know what I think, Jesse? The guy's baptized Catholic. Every one of these things he's going to be accountable for, just like we are accountable for what we do at his judgment seat. So I got have mercy on that man because he's doing everything opposite to his Catholic faith. And then, of course, we have the Church Militant Strength and Honor section. Hunter Bradford's going to be coming up to join us on our last segment. But before we do any of that, folks, let's get some soul food yeah. from Jess yeah. Farrell. Right. Let me just mention a few more other things that are... Uh, that hit, are hit me, brother. Hit good. me. Yeah. There's a big game changer in the social media world. Uh, Elon Musk, yeah, he's become yeah, he's become Twitter's largest shareholder. That's right. And so this could be a big game changer for all social media because Elon Musk is not a leftist. He looks like him. Mean, he's a man that has common sense. And I think he's probably he's probably sick and tired of all the canceling. Yeah. And so he he put billions of dollars into Twitter. Yes, he did. Or, 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 uh, so that he can have uh, he can have a. a, a a voice at the table. Also, President Biden, unelected Joe Biden administration stops shipments of COVID-19 treatments to all 50 states. So that's good news. Yeah. They're probably sitting in warehouses somewhere. They're going to just uh, sit there forever because nobody's going to, whoever's got the jab, they got the jab. And whoever doesn't got the jab is not going to get the jab. Yeah. Also, 
Uh, many families, thousands of families are canceling their Disney trips. That's right. They're, ab they're abandoning Disney yep. over the company's woke ideology. <laughs> so it, it, it used to be the happiest place in the world, so to speak. Not no more. Uh, many people, many families are speaking with their wallets. So we'll stay tuned to see what happens and, with Disney. And, and Jesse, all because social media, this was really important what you said about Musk. He bought the, he bought a, a, the largest amount he owns in shares of that social media giant. And he already made it very clear that he wants free speech. He doesn't want people to, on the right or the left, to be forgotten. So I think that uh, that is good news for us. And all these moms that are getting involved with what you just said about Di Disneyland, six o'clock today, we got one of our, uh, Anthony, uh, one of our guys is going to go down there into Burbank with the protest, and we'll give people some feedback on what he saw down there because it's great that the Hoy Polloi are standing up to this giant. Jess, how about I'm, some, anything I'm, else? I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Anthony out in the field of putting a lot of these videos for Virgin Most Powerful. That's outstanding. Absolutely. All right, brother. Yeah. Let's get some soul, soul food. food, man. Gospel of St. John, chapter 8, verse 31 to 42. Uh, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you remain in my word, yeah. notice that phrase, that, that, that's how you remain in the state of grace, by remaining in his word. You will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Repeat that again, because this is what we try to do at Virgin Most Powerful. about the You truth. will know the truth, yep. and the truth will set you free. This yeah. is what separates... This is what states, uh, separates Ameri of America right now. Yep. Those people that embrace the truth, especially about life, yep. and those that don't embrace the truth about life. Our Lord says, <laughs> or the Bible says, they answered him. We are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them. Amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. So notice the theology of, a, of sin. Our Lord tells us, you become enslaved. Your will becomes weakened, your intellect becomes darkened, and mm -hmm. your emotions become captured, yep. and, and, and you become addicted to the sin. Our Lord says, a slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. I love this phrase here. It is. So if the son frees you, yep. then you will truly be free. Yep. I know that you're descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I tell you what I have seen in the Father's presence. Notice Jesus always has the beatific vision. Even when he was on earth, he was always seeing the Father. He always had the beatific vision because he's the second person of the Trinity, even when he was on earth. Then it says, then do what you have, then do what you have heard from the Father. They answered and said to him, our father is Abraham. So notice that that's kind of a, a Protestant apologetic when <laughs> Protestants say, call no man father, yeah. while our Lord... The, the, the Jews just call uh, Abraham their father. Yep. And then Jesus says, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You are doing the works of your father. So they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I'm here. I did not come on my own, but he sent to me the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a rich a, gospel, Jess. A little, a little while after that, a couple uh, verses after, he yeah. tells him. Yeah. He says, your father is the devil, 
Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're saying, no, our father's Abraham, the great, the great patriarch in the Old Testament. No, Jesus says, your father's not Abraham. Your father's Satan. Yeah. And, and again, uh, why? Because he says it in this passage, because they're slaves of sin. If you're enslaved to your sin, yeah. if, if you live your life governed and guided by your disordered passions and appetites, and you never let your Catholic form, or you never try to form your intellect by the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And if you don't try to strengthen your will by prayer in the sacraments, guess what? You're a slave of your emotions. You're a slave of your passions. You're a slave of your appetites. You're a slave of your lower, lower faculties. You're a slave of sin. And if you're enslaved to sin, guess what? Your dad is the devil. For uh, I just uh, reminds me of a story that I just read, uh, I think last week. There was a lady, a heroin addict lady, mm -hmm. who killed her three-year-old son. Oh. She was, she was a uh, coming off of heroin. She was, she was, uh, you know, having a, uh, you know, uh, basically withdrawals, heroin withdrawals. And she said, she said she turned on television and she said one of the characters on TV said, "Kill your son," and so she went to go kill her son. What did this woman do? Her intellect was not formed by the Word of God. Her will was not strengthened by a life of prayer in the sacraments. She was, she lived her life by her passions, drugs, 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 heroin, slam, slam, slam. And guess what? A demon projected through the television, kill your son. And she did. What is she? She's a slave of sin. She's a slave of heroin, which has a demon attached to it. And this gospel today tells us that there are many people, Terry, that are enslaved to their sins because they follow their lower faculties and not their higher faculties. Jesse, I want to do the Fulton Sheen thing after the break. I want you to follow up on what you just said because it was very, very important regarding these heinous crimes. We seem to see more and more of these crazy crimes where people are killing their kids, things that you think are just not part of nature. In other words, there's something evil about these things. Would it be a fair statement to say with the illicit use of drugs that many of these things are being used for, from the from a, a devil's perspective into uh, getting them to do all these crazy, weird, not just, uh, just horrible things. In other words, much of these deaths that are taking place, it seems that uh, not just drugs, but they've, connect, they've had collaboration with evil. That's my question. Yeah, and the reason is, is because, again, once somebody starts entering into a life of unrepentant, unconfessed mortal sin, yeah. what happens with mortal sin, as Father Ripperger says, the demon becomes present to you, yeah. not inside of you. That's possession. Right. But the team, the demon is now present with you through a life of mortal sin. So you have the you have the demon just hanging around you, so to speak, just kind of like you know clinging on to you. Yep. And what ends up happening is demons end up uh, <laughs> contributing to the darkening of the intellect and the weakening of the will. And there's a psychological compatibility between you and the demon, the demon of heroin, the demon of anger, the demon of lust, whatever demon it is. Yep. There's a psychological compatibility. And all of a sudden, because your will is so weak, you fall prey to that sin. Talking about Father Chad Ripperger, get his series from our Spiritual Warfare Conference. It's on our website, vmpr.org. About nine different talks. You'll love it. When we come back, we'll start off with Fulton Sheen, his quote, and then we'll get into what's going on in our country. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse's out on the road 
always during Lent, the guy, I don't know if he stays at home a day or two during Lent, but, uh, you know, we, we got he does what he has to do. Jesse, uh, this kind of is appropriate from Fulton Sheen. It ties into the gospel you just read earlier in the early first segment. Sheen says, talks about selfishness. He says, many souls want God to do their will. They bring their completed plans and ask him to rubber stamp them without, without a change. They petition of the Our Father is changed from them to read, My will be done on earth. I think of the prelates, Jesse. When I read that, I go, not just us lay people, but, you know, what Strickland talks about. You got cardinals saying that, hey, homosexuality, no problem. They're changing God's will about our sexuality. They're changing moral teachings to fit their own way. And so they're saying, not thy will be done. It's my will be done. My will says it's okay to use contraception. My will says it's okay to have same-sex marriages. Am I on to something? Terry, uh, that, that's exactly what, what what's called Luciferian thinking. Yep. Luciferian thinking is precisely what you just said. When somebody just supplants God's will with their will. Christian thinking, yep. the Christian formula to, to, to happiness and holiness is thy will be done. Yeah. And, 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 and it's funny, but the phrase... Do what thou wilt, that is the whole of the law. That's a recurring phrase in the Satanic Bible written by Anton LaVey in 1966. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense, Jess. All right, brother. Yeah. Hey, this, this next article you picked out about a poll, tell us a little bit. What's going on in this country? Are we happy? Are we satisfied with the direction? What, tell us what, what this shows. Okay, uh, are, are we talking about the Biden anti-life? No, oh, I'm sorry, did I get mixed up? I was talking about the. I got seven. the seven deadly sins here that I have. Oh, is that for that first? Okay, let, I, I, my mistake. Let's do the seven deadly sins. I got it yeah. turned around. Yeah, here's the most important part of the article for the de- seven deadly sins. Yep. It's it, this. This is the meat of it, and I'll get yep. right to it. Sure. It's at the very end of the article. Right. It quotes Saint Thomas Aquinas at the very last paragraph. Yep, I got it. Sir. And and by and by the way, the seven deadly sins are if you don't know them, it's, it's a sloth, envy, anger, lust, gluttony, avarice, pride. They're found in Proverbs chapter six, verse sixteen. They're called the seven deadly sins. You could also call them the de- seven mortal sins of the Old Testament because deadly and mortal are synonyms. But Saint Thomas says something at the end of the article, which yeah. is it's the most important section. He says mm-hmm. this. He says, um, I would, uh, he says, on, on this way, it has somewhat of a generic character. And as much as here it is, all sins may arise from pride in two ways. First, directly through other, through other sins being directed to the end of pride, which is one's own excellence, to which may be directed anything that is inordinately desired. Secondly, Indirectly and accidentally, as it were, that is by removing an obstacle, since pride makes a man, here it is, pride makes a man despise the divine law, which hinders him from sinning. I'm going to repeat that again. This is the most important sentence of this article. Yep. Pride makes a man despise the divine law, which hinders him from sinning. Then then St. Thomas quotes Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 20, where the prophet says, Thou hast broken my yoke, thou hast burst my hands, and thou saidst, I will not serve. And by the way, the fathers of the church, they attribute that quote to to Lucifer. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, all the sins 
that are mentioned in Proverbs 6.16, sloth, envy, anger, lust, gluttony, avarice, pride, the seven deadly sins, the one that, that is, is the catalyst to all the other sins, the symptom, the root is always pride. Because if there's pride at the root, then you have no problem spurning God's, the seven deadly sins, the Ten Commandments, the church five precepts. Yeah. What Once you've convinced yourself because you, you think too much of yourself, the sin of pride, you despise God's law, you despise church law, like, by the way, like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and others, once you, you, you think you're above the law, as they say in police work, then, Terry, there's nothing that stops you from sinning because, again, because your pride, it clouds it clouds your the ability any seeds of faith that you have are destroyed by pride terry jesse one more thing in this there's two things in the article i highlighted i want your comment on it yeah one of them said what is your definition of sin you know we there's a book that was written it's whatever happened to sin and so if your definition of sin is oh yeah killing somebody that's about that's as far as i have to go that's that's it you got to go kill somebody to offend god um, there's a problem here. Can you uh, share why having an understanding of, it seems like the closer we get to God, the better we have an understanding of what offends God. Yeah. Well, just, we just have to go right to the catechism for that 1849 yep. and yep. 1850. Yep. Sin, sin is an offense against reason, yep. truth, and right conscience. Sin is an offense against God and his 10 commandments. It's very basic. I'll say it again. Sin is 849, 850, 1850, 1849, 1850 of the catechism. Sin is an offense against reason, truth, and right conscience. It is a failure in genuine love for God and neighbor caused by a perverse attachment to certain goods. Also, sin is an offense against God. As the Bible says, against you and you alone have I sinned, David says, and done what is evil in your sight. So sin, the catechism says, sets itself against God's love for us and turns our hearts away from him, and it makes us prodigal sons, Terry. Well, so Jesse, one more uh, little paragraph in this article I thought was really good. Sin tends to remain unaddressed if it is true nature is not understood or named. Many people tell me, I can't get rid of this sin, you know, because they don't even, they, they haven't really even thought much of it, but when they explain that, hey, this is what I've been doing for 30 years, um, and well, if it's unaddressed, yeah. De- and then it says in this article, demons are cast out more easily when we know their names. When we can name the sin, when we can understand the root of the problem, this helps us uproot it. Again, that goes back to understanding what sin is. So many times people tell me, you know, they've been sinning all their life about contraception because no one really brought this up to them. But how do they overcome it if they don't understand that that's sinful to God. Uh, so uh, on a personal, for a Catholic, yeah. this is why you have to, you know, the Council of Trent says, yeah. name the sin That's right. and the number of times you've committed it well since said. your last confession. Yeah. So last time you went to confession, That's right. name the sin. Don't be vague. Don't say, oh, I, I was like in, a, you know, in the backseat of a car. And, and, yeah. and, and, uh, say, I was fornicating with a girl. Say it. Don't. Uh, I, I, I was in the back seat, and you know we we're, were kissing and petting. Say the sin, okay? Right. Because even in spiritual warfare and in and 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 in the ministry of exorcism by priests, mm-hmm. once a priest knows a demon's name, 
it's more easily to cast out the demon. It weakens the demon. It's like when a cop pulls you over and you play, you know, 20 questions with the cop. The cop, it, he's frustrated. He can't even, you know, you've been speeding, you're drunk driving. Okay, I'm going to write you a ticket. Or I'm going to book you. Put the, And the guy, what's your name? John Doe. Where do you live at? Uh, two, 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 heaven's place. Okay. When they're playing with you, it's, it's hard. You can't even book the guy. You can't even uh, give him a ticket. They have certain power over you when they withhold their name. Well, that's the way it is in spiritual warfare. And when a priest knows the demon's name in a minor or major exorcism, mm -hmm. it's not easy to root the problem out. And the same thing with confession. Once you identify the actual sin, I'm guilty of the sin of contraception, Father, yeah. fornication, adultery, emotional adultery in my mind. I'm in my mind, I'm sleeping around the neighbor's wife. Say the sin yeah. because once once you get to the root of the problem, this is how God can heal you, but you've got to own up to what you do, you're, what you're doing wrong. Or God can't God can't medicate a, a person who doesn't tell them what the sickness is, then God can't give you the antidote. Yep, repent and believe in the gospel. That's the theme throughout the gospel, Jess. All right, Jess, let's move on to our next. If you're, we've covered, that's a great article. Read it. It's on our, uh, our website, vmpr.org or jesseromero.com. Yeah, the only thing I want to mention, just I want to just highlight confession, just real quick, Terry. Yeah. Is just confession for Catholics. Look at confession as the doctor's office, okay? Now, Jesus is the divine physician. We get that. Yeah. But he's he's ordained priests to work in, in little offices that they're called the, the, the sacrament of confession. Those rooms are called this. Those are the offices of Jesus's doctors, and they're waiting there to restore your spiritual health. Now, unless you reveal your spiritual sickness, the effects of those sins are only going to get worse if you let it pass you know, months and weeks and years. So we have to have a good understanding of what sin is. Make an examination of conscience. They're on the Internet. They're on my book. Lord, prepare my hands for battle. They're on your iPhone. You can get a good examination of conscience. And this way, you know what offends God. And again, uh, it, don't, don't beat up on yourself like, well, I'm going to sin again. You know what? I get that. We all have concupiscence. But the fact of the matter is, the only way we can start building holy habits and cleaning up our interior life is we have to confront the darkness in our soul. And that's the, the sins. That again, that that we constantly trip over. Yep. Remember, if you don't, if you don't go to confession at least once a month, I'm going to quote to you three giants: Saint John Paul II, Venerable Fulton Sheen, yep. Saint Padre Pio. Those are three that said lay people should go to confession at least once a month. And I'll throw another giant in there uh, in recent times: Father Chad Ripperger. Yeah, he sends everybody confession once a month if you're a lay person. Period. Don't make excuses. Why? Because sin darkens the intellect. And grace, what it does, it gives you clarity of, of thought. Sin weakens the will. And what is grace to sanctifying grace? It strengthens the will. So everything that you get from the sacraments, it, what it does, it combats the darkening and the weakness that sin plagues upon the intellect and the will. And also St. Thomas Aquinas says this. He says that the body adjusts itself to the operations of the soul. So what does that mean? As you start performing acts of virtue, your body starts accommodating to that activity because the body was designed to perform acts of virtue. And so the body it, it, acts of virtue helps the body breaks down with acts of vice. 
But on the other hand, also vice dulls the senses as well. Terry? Jesse, you just gave us a PhD in common sense. This is all traditional Catholicism. Yeah. You know, we've been, we have had amnesia for 60 years, Jesse. Yeah. This hasn't been preached enough, okay? And that's why uh, I'm excited that here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we do the perennial teachings of the church. That's right. We're not right. going to go and say, right, we got a better idea. It's Jesse Romero's <laughs> idea. Forget about Jesse, I, Jesse Romero's idea. Poo-poo to that. Let's find out Harry, what the fathers hey, teach. Here's here's what I've seen some modernists do. I've seen yeah, that tell me. out you know thirty yeah. years ago. Uh, I, I've seen in some parishes yeah. where they'll say, "Oh, we're going to have a general absolution, so oh, yeah. everybody come on Wednesday night, and you get two hundred people there, and the priest, you know, will raise his hand and pray over everybody, saying, okay, you're all absolved of your sins. You don't have to come to confession.' I I I, I walked out of one. Yeah. Then I went home and I started. Uh, I started uh, looking up what is general absolution for the Code of Canon Law. Said so you can't do that. It's supposed to be done in case of an emergency. Yeah, like a war. So if you've you done a general absolution, it's uh, it's not valid. Amen. It has to be done again, case of emergency. Hey, we'll be back with more on the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. He's done what he Join could. the conversation. Call eight eight eight. Five two six two one five one. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Hey, Jess, somebody just texted me saying I threw you under the bus in this last chapter when I said, don't listen to what Jesse Romero says. Listen to the Bible. <laughs> so I'm kind of laughing, brother. I thought, I, I bet Jesse Romero, what would you say if I told you? Well, I, I, well, I want to hear your response. Did I throw you under the bus, Jess? No, no, that... T- what Terry is doing is called hyperbole. We all do that. In other words, Terry's saying, if Jess has opinions yep. about Catholicism, yep. I don't want to hear them. I want to hear <laughs> what the church actually teaches, not Amen. opinions. That's what it, but the way Terry said it, it's, it's hyperbolic. Yeah. So he'll, you know, yeah, I was trying to be entertaining, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, called, it's called hyperbole. I get it. It's like saying that guy's as big as a house or that guy's yeah. as tall as a ladder. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's I get it. Hyperbole. I just thought okay. it was funny. Go ahead, Jess. Let, let's move on to unelected Joe Biden, Terry. <laughs> Catholic vote. God bless these guys. These guys are worthy of, of anybody's support that's listening to the show because these guys are relentlessly examining the, the, the legislation and the bills and the politics of this unelected president. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Terry, they're on him. And they, 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 uh, they don't water their, their uh, commercials or their articles. They don't water them down. It says here, a pro-life analysis of the Biden budget. Yep. Joe Biden has said, quote, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. Close quote. All right. Okay. So fair enough. So we're going to, we're going to take him at his word. Absolutely. What is, what is Joe Biden? What does he value? Well, his uh, FY23 budget has once again made the radical proposal to eliminate the Hyde Amendment. Okay. It's uh, to eliminate the Hyde Amendment, Amendment, which is on page 797 of his uh, budget, which would allow taxpayer funding for abortions on demand through Medicaid, Medicare disability, and other programs funded under the Labor, Health, and Human Services Appropriations Bill. Okay. Strike one. Terry, what's strike two? Well, let me just make one more comment, Jesse, because strike one is huge. Yeah. He's he's hell-bent on killing unborn babies in any way that he can. 
I mean, let's just be honest. This yeah. guy is doing everything he can. For a long time, he's been this way. So we need to pray for his conversion. Number two. But Terry, by the way, yeah. when he stands at his particular oh, yeah. judgment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he will, you know who's going to be the jury? All the millions of babies that have been killed since 1973. He's been a politician for 50 years. Wow. All the babies that have been killed, and he had the power, Terry, yeah. to stop this as a senator, because he's a big mouth, yeah. and he was very influential, yeah. and then as a vice president and as a president, and he didn't. These dead babies, yep. these souls Crying in heaven, Terry, will be exactly like it says in Revelation chapter 6. It says, and the souls of those that were killed cried to God for justice and vengeance under God's altar. This will be his jury, Terry. Yep. Number two, eliminates the uh, Duran Amendment, page 1244, which would allow the District of Columbia to fund abortions through its Medicare program. That means through our tax dollars that you and I pay. When uh, Duran Amendment was last gutted in the fiscal year 2010, D.C. funded... 300 abortions through Medicare. Jesse, again, they're hell-bound on killing unborn babies. That's evil, man. There's no way to say yeah. it. Yeah, no, th- this guy, this guy works, this guy serves Satan. Let's just be honest. There's two, there's two types of people on planet Earth, and somebody to say, Oh, Jesse, you're being simplistic. No, I'm not. I'm being New Testament. I'm being biblical. First John 3:10, the Bible says, John the Apostle tells us that there's two types of children. Children of Satan and children of God. How do you know who are, who's a child of Satan? By their works, exactly. you will know them. By their fruits, you will know them. Joe Biden has 50 years, Terry, of opposing Catholic moral teaching. It's true. By your works, you will know them. He's without a doubt a child of Satan based on the New Testament criteria. Next bullet. Biden wants to, he's eliminated the Adderholt Amendment, page 189, which would lift the federal ban on gestating uh, gene-edited embryos, such as three-parent embryos. So the man is into experimental Frankenstein science. Yeah, and that's totally against our moral teachings. Another one is, this is huge, Jesse. It's a 40% increase in funding for Title X. That's the family planning program. Are you ready? By 113, oh my gosh, million dollars, bringing the total of $400 million from $286 million. This is unbelievable. This funding will serve as a slush fund. Are you ready, Jess? For Planned Parenthood. Again, consistently killing unborn babies. This is tragic what he's doing to our country and to our little... Terry, the worst sin in the Bible yeah. is... Kill, it's, it, uh, uh, there's four deadly sins in the, yeah. the four sins in the Bible that scream the vengeance of God. Yeah. Number one is killing innocent people. Guess who are the most innocent among us? Babies. He's going to have to answer for this. Number two is the act of sodomy. Guess what, Terry? This man has married uh, homo supposed married. He's conducted marriages in the yes, White House. I know over several two, yeah. times. It's all, you, you can see it on the internet. Yes, you can I've see seen it. Ne- ne- next bullet. A 10% increase in funding for the Teen Pregnancy Prevention Program, TPP, by $10 million, for a total of $100 million, up from $101 million. 
These funds subsidize Planned Parenthood, which, by the way, are his buddies and his uh, and his benefactors. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah, this list, I can't get them all in today, but... Yeah, we're not going to get them no, all in. But this is a, another big one. Um, a 72% increase in funding for the United uh, Nations Population Fund. This is what other Republican presidents stopped. He's putting $23.5 million to $56 million from $32.5 million. It's, uh, it's the... UNFPA promotes abortion around the world and supports, are you ready? China's forced abortion and sterilization regime. What in the world? Not only in our own country, he's wanting to kill babies all over the world with this funding, Jesse. Yes, and he's taking our taxpayer money to do it. That makes me really upset. And you have low information Catholics. Yeah. And and I hope they're listening to this radio show because most people aren't going to be this direct with them. They are, you are complicit in his sin if you vote for him. Jesse, I want to say, say that again because, wait a minute, Jesse. You're, we've said this for years and people say, you can't say that. Say it again, Jesse. If you voted for Joe Biden, yep. you are complicit in these sins of his. Why? This is church teaching. The church teaches under the theology of sin. Yeah. It's in the catechism. There's a section called the theology of sin. If if you don't try to forbid somebody, uh, you know, directly by telling them, uh, by preventing them, or here it is. I just picked, pulled it up, 1868. Sin is a personal act, so Biden's personally responsible for his actions. But, but, here it is. We have a responsibility for the sins committed by others. That's right. Did you catch that? Yep. We have... Biden's sins become our sins. How? Here it is. When we cooperate in them by participating directly and voluntarily in them. Did you volunteer in the Biden's campaign? Okay. You're in sin. You got to go. By ordering, advising, praising, or approving of them. By not disclosing them. By not hindering them, in other words, by not trying to stop them, okay? If you voted for him, you're not trying to stop him from killing babies. You're guilty of his sin, of murder. It says, when we have an obligation to do so, you're also guilty of somebody's sin when you protect the evildoers. How do you protect them? By voting them into office, by giving them money, by working in their campaigns, by putting Biden bumper stickers on your car. You are protecting evildoers by the fact that you are participating directly in putting these people into office so they can continue this Holocaust of infants, Terry, this child sacrifice. Well said, Jesse. We just have another minute or two. Which one do you want to pick? But there's so many, but I want people to read the article because there's. Eddie, go ahead, Terry. I'll let you pick. Go All ahead. right, brother. I'm going to put this yeah. uh, a 10% increase in funding for teen pregnancy prevention programs. Now, again, uh, this is something that subsidized, again, the Planned Parenthood. Everybody seems to want to help uh, Planned Parenthood in this government of Biden. Anything they can do, fund it. They're, they're praising it. Pelosi talks about Planned Parenthood being a great organization. Again, it's all about killing future citizens of America. This man needs to be stopped. And I hope and pray, Jesse, that with the midterms coming up in November, because I want to, if can you get that last statement before we do the church militant about the seventy-six percent uh, disapproval of Democratic-controlled Congress? You got that in front of you? Uh, 
No, go I ahead, Terry. Sure. The reason I say that is 76% disapproval of Democratic-controlled Congress in this article saying that that's, people— That's are, a huge number. Are, yeah, the, a huge number. So it's going to affect the, uh, the midterms, which could take the Senate and the House of Representatives and flip it to a more conservative— Oh, yeah, I found that, yeah. yeah. Gallup poll released Friday found that a massive majority yeah. of Americans, yeah. 76% disapprove of the Democratic-controlled right. Congress, according to the same poll. Uh, so yeah, Terry, it's not looking good for them. Even, even people that are just, uh, libertarians and, and, and Democrats that are pe- blue collar and people of common sense no, and reasonable folks, yeah. they're saying this guy's taking this country in the wrong direction. Absolutely. Well, and, yep. Let me, let me give let me give father Pavone the last word here. Father Pavone said this about the Democrats. He says, they don't know the difference between serving their constituents and killing their constituents. Well okay. said, we're going to take Hunter Bradford from, Church Militant, to talk about a Strength and Honor series. Uh, We're going to talk about what's going on in the news, Catholic news, and uh, we'll have much more on that. I want to also encourage you uh, to listen to Bishop Joseph Strickland's show every single Tuesday after the Terry and Jesse show. You can go back and listen to it on the podcast, but it's so refreshing to have a prelate speak like Jess Romero. Yeah, I mean, that's how I think it. He speaks like a Jess Romero? How does that work? Well... Check it out here on vmpr.org. When we come back, Hunter Bradford from Church Militant will be with us to talk about the news. We call it the Strength and Honor Series. Don't forget, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't speak the truth. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show. We're too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse had to go. He's doing a parish mission. Hunter Bradford, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I don't believe I've met you, young man. Have I? Uh, we have not okay. have not had the gift of meeting you. Oh, but one no. day we will meet. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, I'm always honored to have Church Militant on on Wednesdays to talk about the news and to really help people understand the seriousness of the condition our church is in and how we need to be praying for Holy Mother of the Church, for our priests and our leaders. So can you share with what's going on for tonight's newscast? Yes, one story we'll be talking about is uh, Bishop Robert McManus of Worcester, Massachusetts, stripping or he's uh, threatening to strip a Jesuit-run middle school called Nativity of the Catholic of Catholic from their name because they're flying a uh, gay pride flags, BLM flags, and uh, um, you can't you can't have those flags if you're Catholic, uh, to, which surprises some Catholics like uh, Jesuits. Unbelievable! Now, that's just one story. You guys do this every single night. There's some stories that people should be aware of and that um, sh- should also be praying for what else is going up for tonight so for example holy cross college is naming a building after one of their uh prominent alumni his name is uh maybe some people uh know the name tony fauci yeah give me a Um, break the president says that he fauci is the embodiment of uh, an essentially holy cross college education i don't know what exactly that means i don't know how the experiments on uh, aborted fetal cell tissues 
uh, lines up with that. It clearly doesn't. But no. Again, more um, more fake Catholics. That's it. It's an indictment on the organization for doing something like that. And, uh, you know, this has been going on for 50, 60 years. And I just want to mention that Church Militant has been at the forefront exposing these things. You guys don't expose them with joy. You know, this is something that's tragic that's going on. And I like the way you always handle it by saying, yeah, this is what's happening. This is corruption at the, at the highest levels of the church. We need to get down on our knees and pray. And I always quote the, Our Lady at Fatima when she said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. I've been at your studio. I've seen you guys praying. I see you guys making reparation. So when some people say, oh, church militant, they're too negative. Well, I just want to say this. You don't see the full picture because what they're doing is they've got, it's just like this. I hate to see the aborted baby pictures, okay? I'll be honest with you. I don't want to see them. Nobody does, right? But you know, That was extremely emotional for us on the show. Course. In between the show when when the image was shown on the screen yeah. and people weren't seeing our faces, some of us were tearing up. Some of us just like couldn't yeah. handle the video. I mean, it was it's tough. Some I think the word abortion has lost oh, yeah. uh, the the reality of what it is. I mean, yeah. this isn't just the end of a life. This is dismembering, tearing someone piece by piece by piece. And sometimes we forget that. But when we show footage like we did the other yep. night, it reminds you That's right. of what exactly is going on when an abortion happens, yep. uh, which is necessary at times. And you know, Hunter, when I was involved back in the 80s, when Dr. Bernard Nathanson, who I got arrested with at an abortion clinic, I, that to me it was you. an honor to be thrown in the slammer with him. Uh, he came out with a silent scream, and it was a video it's still on YouTube. You can see this is what got him to change his view. So I believe many people will change their views on abortion when they see the reality of what it is. Hopefully. Yep. I mean, think of the, the disgusting silence yep. from the bishops on this. I mean, they talk so much about immigration. They talk so much about being a church of the poor, yeah. and being a church of the marginalized, yeah. but not um, what, has, what have the bishops in New York State done for the five children uh, murdered in in New York. I mean, have they have they DC have in DC? Sorry, not New York. Have they spoken at all about them? Have they taken any action? I don't no, think so. No, and I gotta tell you, I get to interview Bishop Joseph Strickland every Tuesday here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and the guy's headline today is Catholic prelate who teach error are revolting against reality. I mean, you just you're so refreshed to hear a prelate speak like us. That just says mm -hmm. this is wrong. They should step down. And then uh, people say, well, he's going to get in trouble. And then when you tell him that, he goes, hey, you know what? To speak the truth and get in trouble, the saints did that. I'm right. I'm in good company. This is the kind of bishop we need in the church today, Hunter. And I absolutely. I, and I understand. He recently called out uh, Cardinal Reinhard Marx. He sure did. For we, we, his stance on homosexuality, for so good for Bishop Strickland. We did a whole show on that, and this is the kind of thing we need in our church. We need bishops who will speak for the truth, because it's what sets us free. All right, what else do you have cooking for tonight, brother? Oh, I think I lost him. All right, well we've got more coming. Let me see here. I can hear you. Okay. Hunter uh, Bradford from Church Militant is with me. We're talking about the news uh, that they do every uh, day. It's at 4 o'clock, I believe, 
Is that, uh, can you hear me now, Hunter? Not yet. Four o'clock Pacific Coast time, seven o'clock, or their time, seven o'clock California time. And uh, I, it looks like we've lost a connection there. Hunter, can you hear me now? I, you're going in and out, unfortunately. I apologize. Uh, technology is doing real, real quick, what's the third topic for the show tonight, the news? Your third topic? Okay, I guess we're going to have to let him let, let it go right now. So, Mr. Engineer, uh, we've got a bad connection. Uh, Hunter Bradford from Church Militant. Uh, Church Militant's news is on every uh, day, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, East, Eastern time. Uh, and you can listen to that and be informed of what's happening in the church. I want to also just recommend something because this is Lent. And during this holy season of Lent, the church has traditionally focused on these three pillars of Lent. The three pillars, of course, are prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. <clears throat> these practices go back to the early church and even beyond. Now remember, in the Old Testament, for example, the archangel St. Raphael tells Tobias, prayer is good with fasting, alms more than to lay up treasure and gold. The current canon law in the church continues to preserve this practice. You can check it out. Canon 1249, that's 1249, says this. The divine law binds all Christian faithful to do penance each in his or her own way in order for all to be united among themselves by some common observance of penance. However, penitential days are prescribed in the church which Christian faith will devote themselves in a special way. Prayer, uh, performed works of piety, almsgiving, charity, and fasting. Deny themselves by fulfilling their own obligations more fulfilly, faithfully, and especially observing fast and abstinence according to the norms of the following canons. 1250. The penitential days and times of the universal church, are you ready? You might not know this, are every Friday through the whole year and especially during the season of Lent. Holy Mother Church therefore asks us to do some form of prayer, almsgiving, fasting, especially during the penitential days. Let us not forget, folks, the poor souls in purgatory when it comes to almsgiving. We can offer prayers and sacrifices for them in a spiritual alm. Why are praying alms and fasting specifically focused upon? Well, look at St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine. They point out that these three practices are opposed to the three roots of sin, sometimes referred to as a triple wound that the human race suffers as a result of sin and of our first parents, the pride of life, the concupiscence of the eyes, the concupiscence of the flesh. Pride, what Jesse talked about earlier, is opposed especially to God and would try to regulate some of the honor due to him to ourselves. This is countered by prayer whereby we submit ourselves to God and honor him and recognize our need for him. The concupiscence of the eyes leads to sin, especially against our neighbor, coveting what belongs to our neighbor and even talking it, talking about it. Almsgiving takes away from us and gives to our neighbor. It gives to our money to those who are in need, a sandwich to the hungry, clothing to the needy, we can also offer prayers and sacrifices and giving our time and effort to those in need, such as the poor souls. The concupiscence of the flesh leads to sin, which are especially against ourselves, 
particularly, ready, the sins of gluttony or lust. They're big sins today. Fasting takes away from ourselves instead of our fleshy seeking pleasure. Fasting can be with respect to food or drink or stimulants or any other type of self-denial. Fasting from the internet, television, video. St. Thomas says that whenever relations to affection of the body is referred to fasting, wherever is spent for the benefit of one's neighbor is kind of alms, and whatever act of worship is given to God is a kind of prayer. That's what St. Thomas teaches. So to remind you, the three pillars of Lent serve then to counteract sin as its roots, but also aid us in raising our minds and our hearts to God, as well as helping others. Folks, what better way is there for us to prepare for the coming feast of Easter? We're coming up to the week that changed the world next week. We got to root sin out of our lives. If you're waiting for someone to say, go to confession, that's me. I went on Sunday. Why? Because I'm a sinner. Remember what Jesus said, what St. John Paul II said, what Padre Peel said, what Father Chad Ripperger said, all these guys. Get to confession at least once a month. Go. It's good for the soul. And remind everybody this. During this Lent, we've got a huge week coming up, the week that changed the world. And this is a time for us to deepen our love for Jesus and him crucified. Spend time before our Eucharistic Lord and a crucifix there. And thank God that he would have done this if you were the only person in the planet. He would have died on the cross. Believe that. Live it. And again, I want to just say thank you for all of you who have been supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful. Our numbers are going way up because of you. Support the show by going to catholicrc.org. Get a bunch of things that are available there. Downloads. Welcome to do that. Jesse had to run, but if Jesse was here, I'd say, Jess, what state should we be living in? And he's going to say, the state of grace. And I'm going to say, you're right. And I'm going to say that, as Our Lady said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray for them. That's what Our Lady said at Fatima. Make sacrifices. Don't forget, we're praying for priests. I'll be at this event May 28th. Uh, This is going to be on from 12 to 5. Rosary Crusade for Priests in Sacramento, California. Father Don Calloway will be there. And your humble servant, Terry Barber, will be there. We're going to fire the troops up to be praying for our priests, our bishops, and the Holy Father. What a great way. 20,000 people we're expecting. Join us there. Go to Rosary Crusade for Priests, and that's in Sacramento, California. And again, I want to say thank you for joining us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I'll leave you on this note. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires. God love you and your family.